2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, We are everything entertainment. That means
2: music. Woo. Give me B. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah. And Steve Patterson. you like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this, is this is
0: the beat. Cokey So, this is kind of fun. Lil Nas X um with the Teletubbies? Yeah, you're an A.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Tell me more before I have to come up with something. Are the Teletubbies opinion. still around? I, I was surprised by that myself. I thought no. they were gone.
2: Don't did you watch are? it? I mean, I never. I had a child, and I never made him watch that.
1: No, <laughs> me <Made laughs> watch. No, I never did watch the Teletubbies. Each parent has to determine his or her own threshold. Where is my line for annoying kids television? <laughs> and I, I say it without like throwing stones. I watch Yo Gabba Gabba and quite like that, and I'm happy that they're bringing it back. Teletubbies was never my, my jam.
0: No. Okay. Well,
2: you, Donna, you watched it.
0: I'm I'm aware, I'm familiar. I feel like was this in like the early '90s? I think so. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. to or hear there's still. Around. Well, Poe, Dipsy, Tinky Winky, and La La tweeted at Lil Nas X asking if they can get a feature on his next album, and he said, "All right, you bet. Right. Me and Tinky Winky on the hook, Dipsy and Poe on the verses, and we'll get Lala La uh, to do the outro." Nice. This is great. Um, But it wouldn't be the first time that Lil Nas X collaborated with a children's show. He once covered Elmo's song with Elmo. La 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 la. Do you want to hear it? It's adorbs.
2: Okay. Rock going to I do have it. it. It's right here. Okay. Sorry, I blew up.
1: <laughs> I like this okay, version of Okay. I love this a lot. <laughs> oh. I'm loving this. He wrote the music. He wrote the words.
2: <laughs>
1: nice that's a cool Aww. version i like that
0: i don't know what the original sounds like is it just it's just, just take out
1: like the bass line and, the and take out yeah no scratch the, tune.
0: Um, yeah the auto tune <laughs> for <laughs> la, sure la, 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 la.
1: that's all you hear
0: oh it's so nice cute. but that's cute cool. we'll let you know if anything happens with the teletubbies all right
1: <laughs> totally. we are your source
0: yes Yes. Um, okay what else did I want to tell you guys oh so you know Taylor Swift is in the process
1: hang on one second are you about to talk about Taylor Swift fine we'll make it
0: she's forever ever ever ever
2: talking about Taylor (laughs) you guys are dumb
0: anyway she's been slowly doing remakes yeah. Of her um, songs yep. so that she can basically make more money off make of Make more fans. money, yes. I think it's fair since somebody came in and swiped her whole catalog from under her feet.
1: She should have given them out for free. She's double charging her fans saying, help me stick it to the man by paying me two times for the thing you already have. And don't worry, I'm going to add a very slight, almost imperceptible difference to the song. Pay up, t- teeny boppers. You do have
0: a point. You do have a point. Would have been
1: so cool if she said, "I'm giving them out for free. Take that." Yeah, well, don't
0: pay for my music anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, you're
1: you're paying for the same songs. That's what I don't. That's what makes it feel like, oh, we were so close to really saying something. Yeah, she's just getting paid even more.
0: Well, here's what she did with this one. Right. I love this song so much.
1: I'm sure I'm wrong, and she's.
0: Different
1: to you? Um, I guess a little bit.
0: It doesn't to me at all. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't.
1: Hey, wait. Oh. It's like the. Sh- sh- is that new? The
2: synthesizer thing in the maybe background? Maybe a little
0: bit. Maybe a little. I mean,
2: it's cool. I mean, I think her goal is to make it sound identical because. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times there was a period where like Def Leppard wasn't on Spotify and then they were, but it was all the re-recorded versions of like pour some sugar on me and stuff. And it sounded kind of awful and, you know, not as good as the original. Yeah. She is going back and doing that, but making it sound identical.
0: Exactly.
2: So that she can continue to sell it and make some money and sell it to, you know, commercials and stuff, you know.
0: Oh yes, that's true. That's how people
2: make money these days,
0: right? Because if she re-records it, then and she owns it now,
2: she can put it in a Volkswagen commercial and make that money. And because
0: Scooter it's a brand new recording.
1: Yeah, but then, that's
0: kind of brilliant. I didn't even think of that angle.
1: But it just feels like it would have been cooler had she just focused on that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because a lot of her fans, who and if I'm wrong, I will song. happily be told I'm wrong. But They already downloaded and paid that money. And then Scooter Braun gets the rights to her whole catalog. She hates that and says, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm what? I'm going to buy it back? How'd she get it back?
2: Well,
0: she didn't. So
1: she owns what the
2: songwriting. You know, there her songs, but maybe she doesn't own the masters of the
1: records. Right. Okay, it's the, so all then about she the records So yeah. they but my point then is, then she
0: can use it in a movie or a documentary about her life because Scooter Braun was keeping her from using her own songs in her own documentary.
1: I'm totally on board with that. That's that's cool. Okay. You want the rights to that? But I just wish we would have skipped the step of, hey fans, here's how you can support me is re-releasing the same stuff that now it's my new master recording that I own and you can buy it again to show your support for me. Okay, that's fair. That's just a little weird. That's all.
0: Sorry, I blew up. I'm sure
1: there's something I'm missing here.
0: I don't know. I love it, though. What a great song. It's a
1: Great song. Thank you. Sounds good. Sounds
0: hey, don't good. forget about the 2021 Fall Online Auction. It's here. Are we allowed to do this, too? I would love to get involved in this. I
1: don't know if we could bid. Maybe we could bid. See if you bid.
0: You've got until next Thursday uh, to bid on some really great uh, items.
1: This upcoming. Yes, September
0: 23rd. Oh, yes, this Thursday. So Mm -hmm. get online. What are you doing? You could find deals on a variety of items. We're talking furniture to heating and cooling packages. There's hotels. There's countertops. All sorts of stuff.
1: You can get the deals at MyTalk1071.com. Your keyword when you're there is auction. Uh, When we come back, we'll do a little uh, roundup. If you missed the Emmys, they were on last night. You know, Conan O'Brien ended up on stage when Stephen Colbert's show... Had won an Emmy. Some people thought it was funny. Some people were wondering why did he do that? Did he try to take away from Colbert's moment? Stephen Colbert talked about it right after he won backstage. Hear from him next.
0: We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh boy. It's done. It's <laughs> going no, on? You sound like uh, Rita
1: Wilson now. suddenly oh, rapping. Yeah.
0: Wow. That was fun. That was fun. That was, was really fun. fun. Speaking of fun, there were some fun moments. And not-so-fun moments on the Emmy Awards last night. We already covered the weird moment with the I Talk Too Long guy. Um, That was secondhand embarrassment at its
1: best. Some folks were talking about Conan (laughs) O'Brien. Now, when I turned it on, like the Television Academy president guy was talking, and they were like, ladies and gentlemen, here's, you know, whatever, Tim Johnson. And then Tim comes out, and then you just hear, like, in the distance, this yelling. (laughs) Yeah, And then finally, people start laughing, and the camera. this guy gets a standing ovation, and it's because Conan O'Brien is going bat-poo crazy, and is just (laughs) causing, just like over-cheering for this guy just to be crazy, convinces the whole room to give him a standing ovation. And then during the guy's speech, Conan is seen at a distance, the director finally takes a great shot, and he is saluting the guy from a distance. So Conan's just going totally nuts up there. And, And so that was bizarre and funny. And then there was a point when Stephen Colbert and his team won, and Conan O'Brien seemed to crash the stage. Not a full Kanye. Colbert hugged him. But then you might have been watching that thinking, okay, this is funny, but like give these guys their due. They won. Don't take away attention from that. So afterward, Entertainment Tonight was asking Stephen Colbert about it. He sort of joked it off. And then they're like, no, but seriously, like how'd he get up there? Here's what Colbert had to say. Wow. I haven't met some of these people before.
0: Conan O'Brien had everyone at the Emmys wondering what's going on here. And now we know.
1: I said, why don't you, I said, why don't you come on stage with us, we win. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah. Here's what went down. Okay, so sorry, I queued that up at the wrong spot for you, Rocco. Okay. A little bit later, he he expands on that and says he told Conan, look, if you want to come in, uh, just come up. And Conan's like, really? you Sure, yeah. And then Conan even said to him, well, look, if you change your mind, just let me know. And so Colbert t- did not change his mind, which is why Conan was invited up there just for it to be a little bit more of a memorable moment. And look, here we are. Turns out it was. Okay. So it wasn't him like barging in uninvited. On somebody's happy moment.
0: Okay. That's my boy. Got it. Nice. Um, Okay, so that was a weird, I had mixed feelings at first, because I was like, okay, is he drunk? What's happening? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I
1: kind of did too.
0: Why is he doing this? Why is he embarrassing that guy? Why is he taking away from Colbert's moment? So I'm glad that wasn't the case. Um, There were a couple of other moments that stood out to me. Of course the cast of Sheets Creek came out and they did like a goofy thing um where there was nothing on the teleprompter. Do we have that clip? Yeah, I have it. Here. I'm we have not a little sure. Bit. We'll play a little bit of it. Here's how
2: it starts. Mm. Thank, you Thank you so you. much. There's nothing on the prompter. Um It's nothing on the prompter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something. Um, maybe, but we should just open the envelope.
2: I don't think no, we should no, just no, open no. the envelope. <laughs>
1: no, it's got to be coming up.
2: Okay, they wouldn't be doing this on purpose, would they? <laughs> Why would anyone want to embarrass us on the national television on purpose? Why would, why? I don't know. Why, why would I know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I just... You just what?
0: Why is your face being weird? Eugene, did, did you do something?
2: <laughs> no. No, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. No, I just, I may have... Passed the writers room this morning and asked them to lift the dialogue oh a little bit, but that's... <laughs> you that... casually told a room of comedy writers to lift your dialogue? Oh. Lift was the word that you used? <gasps> yeah, tighten it up a little, you know, like <laughs> and,
0: and, and what was their response? I see. Huh? <laughs> Well, uh, somewhere out there are the nominees for Best Writing in a Comedy Series.
2: Well, These
0: funny. guys, they, they're they really good actors because you kind of believe for a second. But it's then beginning. when you stop yeah. believing, you're, they're still so committed and their delivery is so natural. Yeah,
1: they're good. They're, they're good. They're so good. They're all so talented.
0: Okay, I loved that. And then from the same school of comedy, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who is was uh, most recently on White Lotus... Um, she presented the award, I think, for leading male in a comedy or in a drama, whatever it was. loved it. They have something else in common. Oh. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you all to know, nominees, that you have overcome the incredible handicap in this business.
2: Of being men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Bravo, gentlemen, wherever you are. <laughs> wherever
1: you are. Ah,
0: He's so great. Oh, oh, That was really good. Uh, Jean Smart had a really sweet, really sweet speech. Uh, she lost her husband six months ago during COVID. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind
1: all of this is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: And she talked about, oh, she was just so generous. She won for Hacks. And um, in case you were wondering, it wasn't for Mira of Easttown, but she um mentioned her son and her husband and it was just she was just so generous with like the compliments for the cast and Hannah, what's her last name? Rocco? Waddingham? Yeah, uh, nope, not no, that the one. that's, that's Ted on hacks?
2: Yeah, forget.
0: Um, she's the daughter she's the da- of yes. Lorraine, yes, Newman, Lorraine right? Newman from Saturday Night Live, and she was just so kind to her, and it just made oh, it just made my heart.
2: Hannah out. Einbinder.
0: Yes, and she called her Hannah Mindbender Einbinder. <laughs> Very. Sweet. And that show's
2: coming back, right?
0: Yes. Hacks. Yeah. That one ended really, really, really tensely.
2: Hacks <laughs> it? Yeah. Yes.
0: I was like, oh. God, I can't! I can't! My heart can't handle this.
2: That's how I was yesterday for the Vikings game.
1: Oh, please. oh,
0: how'd that go? Did they win?
1: No,
2: um, yeah, they oh. had a chance.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, tough so, sledding, tough sledding. You know, I wish I reacted to shows the way that you do, Donna. You, you, you respond to television so much more viscerally than I do. I, I think, so, like too. feeling like the oh, I can't is a thing I've never said ever when watching television, and you feel it. All the time, you also feel secondhand embarrassment A lot. Uh, more sensitive, to, sensitively than I do. I just wish I wasn't. I think I'm I dead think inside I'm just when it comes watching, to responding. To I'm,
0: that. I'm like, but also I'm watching TV, like very intently most of the time if I'm alone. And you've got people in your house, you know, and there's there's outside noise. Mm. I am like hyper focused when I'm watching something like White Lotus. Do you watch that, yeah. Rocco? oh my god that scene with the suitcase (laughs) that was the most horrifying thing that i have seen and by the way i know we read the book billy summers did you cried like a baby
1: oh cried like a baby during one particular scene we can discuss after the
0: college of pop culture knowledge we're
1: gonna play that next 651-641-1071 call us now again the number is 651-641-1071 bet on Mirdana. you might win a prize next it's time to attend
2: the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's the smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ
1: Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart jar.
2: That's right. I want to see how smart jar. And uh, somebody's going to bet on who the smarter one is. And that person is named Christine. And she's on the phone.
0: Hi, Christine. What's up, Christine? What's up? Hey, hey, hey. What's up with you?
1: Uh, great question. <laughs> great question. Um, what you up to? What are you doing after this game, Christine?
0: Um, that would be working, unfortunately, but, you know.
1: Nice. I get it. What I do? Uh,
0: you know, it's good to be employed. <sighs>
1: sure. Yeah. I'm going to now guess your age based on the sound of your voice. Christine, you are 47 years young.
0: Oh, yay, thank you. Uh-huh. I am so not 47. Oh, uh, what are you? <laughs> um, I'll be 60 in about a oh month.
1: Oh, my gosh, your Happy voice. Emmy. The fountain of youth. Woohoo.
2: Well, I think she's going to know some of these answers because uh, a 60-year-old probably watched some of the things that we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about big-time Emmy winners in, in Emmy history. All right. And we want Christine to guess... Who's smarter on Emmy history, Donna or Steve? Oh, gosh. Um,
0: I have no idea. I'll just go with Steve. Yeah, that's hey! right, My girl, we
1: are friends. I'm
0: going to go <laughs> get wah-wah. <laughs> I'll
1: be builder. honest, you're my oldest friend. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right, Christine. Hey, 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 watch no, it with the old s- thing. Sorry, sorry. No, we're doing great. <laughs> This is great. Okay, Rocco, I'm ready to play, baby. Okay,
2: I'm going to put Christine on hold, and I'm going to ask you some questions about big-time winners in Oscar history. We'll start with this. The most honored male and female actors in Emmy history both have ties to the Mary Tyler Moore Show. So first, name the actress with eight wins and 22 noms. She also starred in Young Frankenstein. No. Now name the male. And T- no. Yes. And this guy has 95 Emmy nominations and 20 wins. He produces Saturday Night Live. Name
1: him. Lorne Michaels. Let's go back to the first one. Okay. Woman. Mary Tyler Moore Show. And Young Frankenstein. And Young Frankenstein. It's, um, hello. It's Mary Tyler Moore. Could be.
2: Let's see what Christine has to say. What do you think about that first one?
0: Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. There's Rhoda. There's Mary.
2: There's, Mary? there's Betty White.
1: Oh. I, I,
2: I don't know. Can you think of one that was also in Young Frankenstein?
0: Yeah, and that's where he got me. I have no idea who was in Young Frankenstein. Uh, you there's just... Phyllis, the gal that played Phyllis.
1: You just get to choose a name here.
0: Oh, I'll just go with Mary. I feel like it's wrong, but I don't know.
1: All right. All right. Stay there. Spoiler
2: alert, you were right with when you said the woman who played Phyllis, but I we'll Dang see. We'll it. see how Donna okay. does here.
1: Ah. Come
2: on in, Donna. Here she comes. Oh, she brought it. Steve got Donna two. Screwed. Well, I've given away some stuff here. Do you feel good about his Ed Asner
1: answer? Oh, he ran No, it's All right, sorry. We'll forget it. Donna's yeah, back. We're just sticking with it. Tough. Okay, bye. Hey, bye, Donna, welcome back. We're happy to have you.
0: Hi, how's it going? Real good. Good,
2: good. Um, nice to
0: see you guys.
2: Let's we'll see how you do here. I think you got a chance. Okay. I think you got a chance to prevent Christine from going to the smokeout at Allianz Field October
1: 3rd. Oh, man.
2: Uh, I think Christine told me she doesn't like smoked meat, so we're we're good. Donna, yep. I'm going to ask you some questions about big-time winners in Emmy history, starting with this one. It's kind of a long-winded wind-up, but here it goes. The most honored male and female actors in Emmy history both have ties to the Mary Tyler Moore Show. First, name the actress with eight wins and 22 nominations. She also starred in Young Frankenstein. <laughs>
0: Oh, God, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? She... Oh, God. I love her. I can't remember her name.
2: (laughs) Okay, now name the male Mary Tyler Moore actor that has seven acting Emmys. Ed Asner. And this guy has 95 Emmys, 20 nominations, 20 wins. He produces Saturday Night Live.
0: Cloris Leachman was the first one, mm-hmm. no. um, and uh, the, the he produces Saturday Night Live. That
2: is Lauren Michaels. Hey, oh, Christine no. is not going to the smokeout. Oh, uh, sorry, Christine. Wow. It's all right. Oh, We're her. gonna give it to her anyways. We had to give it away. Yeah, Christine. we had to give it, give it, give it away. <laughs> Yay! That's what we should do when we give something away. We should have a little sounder that says "Give it away, give it away, give it yes, away." Nice. Yes. Yeah, wow. All right, I'll work on give that. Right nice. out. Okay, right.
0: what did you get wrong, Steve? She,
2: she said Leachman. the lady that played Phyllis, but she, they could not come up with the oh name. Oh, God, Chorus it Leachman.
0: just... Last minute.
1: Oh, man. Oh,
0: there's my Hail Mary. Oh, I love
1: it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Both uh, Cloris Leachman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I think, have eight wins. Wow. Uh, so they lead the the lady category wow. and um and Esner oh, has 7 guy. wins, he leads that category. And Lauren Michaels with 95 nominations and 20 wins leads that category. So these are some Emmy legends. Wow.
1: Nice. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll go
2: I'll go give her that prize anyways cuz I'm feeling nice. All right, Christine. Yeah, you have have deserve it, Christine. Day.
0: Yeah, you work too Thank hard. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye now. Time for a tip.
2: Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show
0: getting tipsy. Tipsy. Tipsy.
1: I have a tip for you, my friends. Okay. Are you looking for a good protein bar that tastes good, that you don't dread Eating that doesn't feel like it is partly made of glue.
0: Okay. I have a favorite, and now you have a favorite. I wrote mine down Okay, on this piece of paper right here. Okay, great. You say what yours is.
1: Okay. Now, for context, I've tried virtually all the protein bars. Yeah, same. And I had recently found some at Costco that we liked the flavor of a couple of them, but they were still awfully tough to chew through. Mm. So then I picked up one this weekend... I loved it. My wife, Lou, loved it. Even my daughter, Adeline, said, this is so good. And we're like, well, great. You can eat these. It is Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch Whey Protein Bar.
0: Oh, okay. That's not what I wrote down.
1: What did you write down?
0: I wrote down Zone Bar Double Dark Chocolate.
1: And zone bars are so good. So good. And zone bars are good. They're, they're solid, but they're a little
0: higher in carbs. Okay. So that's the problem. You're not getting the complete benefit of a protein bar when you're that high in carbs. All right.
1: So let me give you this. The uh, the the situation here with the Robert Irvine Whey Protein Crunch Bar. It's like a chocolate peanut butter crunch. I I, I picked it up at Costco. They sold it on Amazon. They sell it at Target. Whatever. But it was, it tastes like a candy bar. I had three of them yesterday.
0: Okay, well, that's defeating the purpose.
1: Here's what you've got. It's only 190 calories. You have, in the world of carbohydrates, 14 grams of carbs, but stay with me. Dietary fiber, one gram. So now we're going to go down to 13 net carbs. It's all about your net carbs, okay? Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: Your sugar alcohol is 8 grams, which does not count as actual carbs. So then that takes the actual net carbs to just 5 grams of net carbs. And then 16 grams of protein. Now, some people say sugar alcohol stuff, which is very popular amongst low-carb protein bars these days. Some people, it makes them feel like a little tummy trouble, maybe a little bit later on. I've never dealt with that at all. 16 grams of protein, 5 grams of carbs, 190 calories, and it is so... Stinking tasty. I mean
0: Okay, but Steve, you essentially ate 600 calories worth of them. What if that's
1: all I ate yesterday? You haven't well, even then asked that the wouldn't be question. Hmm. I anytime that I got snacky yesterday, I tried to avoid just doing the Sunday afternoon I'm um, watching football thing of just going sure. hog wild. So when you have 3, I could have had 3 of something else that were worse. This stuff, it's the best tasting. Maybe I'll bring one in for you, Donna. Okay. You got two bucks? Sure. All right. You know what? You can get like any, they're essentially wait, a buck wait. 50-ish a pop, more or less. Some I think you can get down as low as like $1.33. Donna has a question.
0: You're going to charge me? I just Well, listen,
1: I don't know. I mean, I asked you, do you have it? And you said, sure. You just answered like Scrooge McDuck. Like, of course I have $2. Probably a $2 bill.
0: Hmm.
2: Steve only has one job now. He's, he's had a yeah. big income drop.
1: Yeah, it it is uh it is about to change around here, okay? All right, sorry I blew Stevie up. Stevie Boy, looking for handouts. I decided I am staying here with Donna because, gosh darn it, she's going to have to will that money to someone. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, some of it will go to me.
0: Maybe I'll just spend it all.
1: I don't bet on that.
0: I I think I'm going to.
1: I don't think it would take a real massive behavior shift for you to start spending your your money. You're like my brother, Josh, who had to ask himself a couple years ago, what am I saving for? Like at some point I have to spend the money. You can do three things with money. You can spend it, you can save it, or you can give it. Those are your only three choices. Well,
0: I'm at the point now where this is what I saved it for this time of my life.
1: Which is why you went nads yesterday at a rummage sale.
0: Oh, my God, I got so much stuff. I went to that North Oaks rummage sale. You guys, nice. for $52, Whoa. I got a leather jacket. I got um, an area rug, a 5 by 8 area rug.
1: Nice. Nice coverage.
0: Right? Thank you. When are you going to wear this leather jacket? I got, don't worry about it. I got a book. I've got three sets of sheets.
1: What book did you get? <laughs>
0: I can't tell you why because it's a gift for someone. I got a gag gift for uh, five bucks. That was a hand buzzer. Oh, that's funny. That would be a good. That'd be a good gift. I got so much stuff, you guys. So much stuff. Mm. I got a, a Christmas tree skirt in really great condition, really pretty. I got Christmas garland that was normally regularly seventy dollars. Mm. I got for a dollar fifty.
1: Oh, dang it. That reminds me, last Christmas, do you remember right after Christmas, we have these built-ins on each side of the TV that are like three levels of built-ins, okay? Yeah,
0: and you we're going to put lights, or there are lights. I
1: said I wanted to, we have, we have some like Christmas Village stuff, and I said I wanted to do a three-layered thing on each side of just like these killer, glowy, cozy village on each side of it, and I said I was going to go look for things on clearance after Christmas last year.
0: They had tons of those, by the way. But
1: I'm looking for kind of a certain sort. Oh, got it. That just looks a little bit classier, maybe slightly less kitschy for the soft winter village glow as you watch TV.
0: David Winter cottages. All right. Look that up. All right. All right. We got to
1: go. Fine. Good
0: talking to you, though. Okay. All right, though. Uh, when we come back, uh, Steve, you got this.
1: Yeah, there's a, a fun list of uh, some kids' educational shows that we watched when we were kids. So they put together a list of the top 10 that people turned to. Of course, Sesame Street is on the list. But some of these other ones, I thought, I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that either. But I bet you and Rocco will jibe with quite a bit of this list. Uh, we'll dig into it. When we come back, it is the Donna and Steve show on my talk
0: listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. Good morning good everybody. All right,
1: knock it off. Sorry. All right. Hey, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Oh, hey, what's up? And DJ Rock Lobsters hey. in the La- house. Um what shows did you guys If you think back to an educational show and I want to just right now throw Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street out. Okay. What educational kids show did you watch? What do you think of when you uh, that would qualify as that? So maybe not just pure entertainment like Fraggle Rock or something mm-hmm. like that. Take well, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers aside. If you
2: take those two out, I will say Electric Company. That was good. And I also watched something called 321 Contact on the PBS. Ooh. Okay. Did you watch, we're
0: going to Zoom, Zoom,
2: zoom I, did, zoom. I did watch a little bit of Zoom.
0: I watched something called, uh, well, two things. The Magic Garden. And with two women, two sisters, I think, and Wonderama with Bob McAllister, Wonderama. Uh, I like it, Bob McAllister, Wonderama.
1: Well, there's this list out today of the most popular educational TV shows. Two thousand parents were asked about this. So Sesame Street, Miss Rogers, coming at number one. Number two, I'll read through the list, and we'll just sort of go around the horn. Like, did did this impact us at all? Do we know what this is? Don, I know you're a no on this one. It's become fashionable as of late because of LeVar Burton reading Rainbow.
0: I don't know anything about it.
1: Number three on the list. Okay. I didn't love the show, but I watched the show. It was on a lot. And everybody, I can, I can fly to my says high. Take a look. It's in a book. Everybody knew the song and felt good when it came on.
2: Ain't that right, Rocco? I, that was after my time.
1: You are so much older than I thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honest to goodness, Rocco's about 50 years old. I am about that. And when I found that out a couple years ago, I couldn't believe it. I try if,
2: to keep it. I try to look young.
1: If you told me you were my age, I would for sure totally believe you.
2: Well, thank you. I do have some gray in my beard. I'm starting to give it away. I
1: give it away now. Give it away! What else? There's some is other ones on the list. Uh, the Magic School Bus. That's a blank one for me. I don't know what that is. I don't know who was in it. Never heard of it. Here's another one that I don't know. Schoolhouse Rock. You know that show? Oh, Isn't yeah, is it Schoolhouse Rock? Like, yeah, it's like. Adver-
0: um, yeah, lolly, 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 get, get your, your adverbs, adverbs here. here.
2: What? I'm yeah. just a bill. It was like shorts oh, on Capitol ABC Hill. Saturday mornings.
1: I know the. I only know that recently, though. The I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. Conjunction
2: Junction, what's, what's your yeah, function? function?
1: Yeah, wow,
2: that was good. Yeah, that was like on ABC (laughs) Saturday mornings. And it was just sort of like, they ran in in between between cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, they'd be like, oh, here's a Schoolhouse Rock. And then there'd be another. Oh. They would teach you
0: like how a bill gets, you know, signed.
2: And those are all available, you know, I remember buying the DVDs of them. I'm sure you can find them somewhere now. I love
1: it. Just just because this is something that could have been a part of Schoolhouse Rock without looking everybody mice down, look at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw this question pop up last week and it said less, less than the less than 50% of adults can name the three branches of government. Would anyone like to take a crack mm-hmm. at that?
0: I got two. All
1: mm-hmm. right. Hit me with your two.
0: Executive branch.
1: I feel good about that.
0: Legislative branch.
1: I feel good about that. And
0: I can, and the last one, the biggie.
2: Think about the robes. The supreme branch. Mm, I think it was called judicial. judicial. The
0: judicial, yeah. judicial, legislative, and executive. Now, don't ask me what any of them do.
1: No, thank ah! you. Bill Nye the Science Guy also came in on this list. He's good. I like the show. Good. Beekman's World. Oh yeah, which was also a science show, but it was much weirder. Like Bill Nye was the square, and Beekman did drugs. But turned his life around, but had made some scientific discoveries while on drugs. That was the sort of thing. And then there was this rat who was in it. They had these intentionally really low-budget costumes, but they really taught you a lot of interesting stuff. I loved Beekman's World on Saturday mornings. Captain Kangaroo. Yep. I don't know anything about that.
0: Oh, my God. My brother was a big fan of that.
1: Who was Captain Kangaroo?
0: Um, I can't remember his name. Do you know Captain Kangaroo, Rocco?
1: Yeah, For for sure.
2: Bob Keenan, perhaps, is or Keishin. Keishon, yeah. yeah. I watched a little bit of that, Mister Green Jeans. Oh yeah. But oh I have wow. Very vague memories of that.
1: That'd be kind of fun. Oh, to find the and of that. the <laughs> this the red was jacket. the the hair was nightmare fuel.
0: Oh totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was very this much the style then. That's how um Bob oh. McAllister from Wonderama kind of has that same haircut.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how was this hair legal? this is crazy so it's a you can't see his ears because the hair is either combed over it it's
0: kind of feathered
1: a little bit and the top is everybody has the friend who tried bangs but went for like the way too high bang this is that guy (laughs) captain kangaroo is that guy oh my word (laughs) guys what happened on that show
0: I don't know. I didn't really want. There were puppets. Oh, I like
1: puppets. I see these puppets. Oh, that's a real ragtag group. The puppets even look deranged. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's a bald puppet on there with a very bushy, bushy mustache. A little bear. (laughs) Wow. Well, we
0: didn't have the technology that we do today.
1: But we did have scissors, yes? (laughs) Because this hair is really, if you're just stumbling on it for the first time, I guess if you grow up with it, you don't know any better.
0: Well, looking back now, it is also very jarring to see the styles where you're like, whoa, that's super dated.
1: Uh, By the way, I I linked up to this on the Don and Steve Show links page, but Michael Landon's former home is for sale, $3.9 million. In L.A.? Uh, this is out there in Cali. I believe it's in Malibu. Uh, but anyway, it's it's cool. It's a cool-looking house. Now, he, there are other people who have lived in it, obviously, since he passed. But it's up for sale now. So you can go and take a peek at the uh, the slideshow. It's it's just this sort of L.A. house that I would never want to live in.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Some of that old Spanish architecture. Oh, see, I see, I love that. I, I like seeing it. I just wouldn't want to live in it. Okay. Interesting to walk through. I'd like to attend a dinner party there. I don't want to set up shop there. You know what I'm saying? It's also a cool, like, 50s kind of a bar that he's got in the basement with some old. Oh, I love it, Steve. Like I like that it's kind
0: of thing. nice and compact. Yet it's. I like that the floors are all like tiled.
1: And the pool there is a pool that Michael Landon had put in when he lived there. So anyway, that's up at the Donna and Steve show links page at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, uh, we'll give you another recap of some of the big winners last night from the Emmys. And uh, Conan O'Brien saying Norm MacDonald was almost banned from his show. We'll tell you why.